Welcome to the Wet Podcast, episode number 25. Today is another solo cast. I'm going to read uh, a little bit from my memoir about uh, conferences, going to conferences, academic conferences. You can find uh, show notes for this, uh, such as they will be at ericmarshall.net. That's Eric with a K, Marshall with two L's. You can find me on Twitter at emarsh. That's a really good place to find me. Uh, you can find the show on iTunes. I would recommend uh, going to my site, ericmarshall.net slash what, and then just clicking on the big orange logo, and, and that's a good way to get to the uh, iTunes uh, for this thing. And while you're there, maybe click the little stars and, and, and rate the podcast quickly. Uh, I'd appreciate that. That'd be great. I think I announced in episode number 24 that I started a Patreon campaign so that you can, uh, pledge money per episode, uh, or per month, uh, to this podcast to help support uh, the hosting and stuff like that to help me pay for hosting costs and just to kind of show your appreciation. It's like a recurring tip jar, I guess. Uh, you can go to uh, ericmarshall.net slash Patreon or you can go to patreon.com slash emarsh. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. I'm really excited about the Patreon thing, not because I might make money, but just because it's an interesting model, I think. you know, it's. I think I talked about this last week, but it's like Kickstarter inverted, you know, where Kickstarter is people pledge money for a project and get something for it once the project's done. Patreon's like, well, the product's already there and you're just committing money to it you know to just to show support which is really nice it's a nice way to do things i think uh if you don't want to do that you can just listen to this podcast every every week for free that's fine uh i'm i'm happy to to give this to you So in the uh, memoir that I've been writing forever and ever, uh, it feels like uh, I've been kind of piecing it out a little bit and trying to um, come up with discrete pieces of writing that might be interesting to you. Uh, This one is the section on conferences. Conferences are strange and wonderful things. In the humanities, conferences are a sort of staging ground for publications. Uh, For graduate students, they're a way to repurpose and test seminar papers with the hope of revising them into peer-reviewed publications. They are also good opportunities for networking. Uh, The first conference I attended was in 2000, the Society for Cinema Studies in Chicago. I had no paper to give, but uh, I decided to attend just to see what it was like. The conference coincided with the uh, St. Patrick's Day celebrations in Chicago. The river was green and people were drinking all day in the city. I attended several sessions and hobnobbed as best I could. Uh, my, my dissertation advisor is a suave guy, very connected and you know also quite affable. Everyone likes him and is good at connecting people. He introduced me to several scholars over the course of the conference and talked me up and helped me forge some early connections. On the Saturday afternoon of the, of the conference, he and I arranged for dinner that evening. Uh, with a lot of time to spare, I decided to meet some friends who lived in Chicago and were busy drinking a mile away. Uh, I walked a long mile to meet them in my suit and commenced reveling. After going to a few bars and having perhaps a drink or two at each, I looked at my watch and decided it was time to 
head back to the conference for dinner. The walk back seemed longer than the walk there for some reason, and uh, I realized I was a little tipsy. Uh, nothing a brisk walk couldn't cure, I hoped. And besides, I was about to get some food in me to absorb some of the buzz. Everything was going to be fine. On finally arriving at the hotel where the conference was, my advisor told me there had been a change of plans. There was this meet and greet, a reception downstairs, and he wanted me to join him for drinks. Uh-oh. I met him downstairs, ordered a drink, and we chatted for a while. Uh, I was fuzzy and slow, but not to the point of slurring, I hoped. He kept introducing me to people, and I did a fine job of keeping it all together. And Except at one point, he introduced me to a female scholar whose name I, ironically, you'll, you'll find, have forgotten. He walked away, leaving the two of us to talk. She was probably a little older than me, a professor somewhere. She was wearing a low-cut blouse on which she had her name tag. I know this sounds so cliche, I know, but I kept forgetting her name. So I found myself glancing down to look at her name tag. Seriously, that's what I was doing. And each time she caught my gaze and gave me one of those, my eyes are up here, looks. I was aware that she thought I was staring at her breasts, and I wasn't, but I had no redress. I couldn't address the issue. I fumbled through the conversation, excused myself, and left the reception. <laughs> to this day, I see that woman at every cinema studies conference I go to, and even a decade later, and despite the fact that she has probably forgotten the whole thing, I'm embarrassed to talk to her. Since then, I've learned to pace myself at conferences. Sometimes I would find myself at these things, hanging out with fellow graduate students from my university, which may be the worst thing you can do. You're not there to hang out with people you know, but to meet new people, to network. I know this word has some sleazy connotations, but it is essential to a career, and it helps keep the creative juices flowing. I have met scholars at conferences with whom I have proposed joint panels or have referred for talks at my university. I often find it difficult and draining, uh, but I do remind myself that there, that's the reason we go to these things. It's a tremendous opportunity, and a little social anxiety or flat-out fatigue shouldn't stop me from meeting new people. I have some big names on my dissertation committee. My advisor, advisor is quite well-known, as is one of my other committee members. In 2008, at the Philadelphia uh, SCMS, it's the Society for Cinema and Media Studies, it's the same organization, they just added M at some point along the way. I remember talking to a few other graduate students from other colleges. Uh, one in particular seemed to be into name dropping, which is a pretty widespread disease in this uh, in these circles. Uh, he was hanging out with us, I think, because we were with an attractive female graduate student uh, from our university. He asked where we were from and then asked immediately what professors were at our school. Uh, until this point, he was a point he was affecting a cooler than thou detached attitude perhaps because of our female companion or maybe or maybe because he's an insincere, insecure douchebag no no probably both um, what i <laughs> When I mentioned one of my committee members, he perked up. All of a sudden, he was my best friend. Is he here? What's he like? His, his work is really important. Can you introduce me? That sort of thing. I hope I have never come off as that desperate and cocky. I doubt that I have, actually, because I don't see networking as uh, mercenary or self, self-serving, self but as mutually beneficial in intellectual exchange. That's the thing about conferences. They can be incredibly recharging intellectually. We spend most of our time alone, writing and reading. We get stuck in our own intellectual pathways, interacting with the same dozen or so people in our local cohort. We end up, we end up in cul-de-sacs, unsure of where to go. We get stuck and tired. 
Conferences can energize us. It is rejuvenating to hear people working on exciting stuff. It's exciting to know that other people are thinking about some of the same things you care about. It's wonderful to spend a weekend talking to people who share your interests. I often leave conferences feeling like like I can conquer the world, armed with new books to read, leads on novel avenues of thought, and at least a few more contacts. On the other hand, there have been times when I leave a conference exhausted, confused, and disheartened. Sometimes all the panels blend together in a mismatch of the same jargon repeated endlessly. Sometimes I feel like I have too far to go to get to the level I want to achieve, as embodied by those giving the conference papers. Some of this comes from jealousy, some from cynicism. There's nothing worse than hearing someone read a paper, especially one meant for the page instead of the conference room. I find myself straining to understand the jargon or to concentrate enough to piece together the argument. Many scholars are simply not good speakers. Many are introverts, which is why they went into the academy, to write, to be alone. Most of them are teachers, though, as well, and you'd think that some of them that might transfer to the conference. Maybe that's what they do in the classroom as well. The drone of someone reading page after page of dense material can be mind-numbing. I often find myself trying to see their sheaf of papers to gauge how far they are from the end. (laughs) I have learned from this frustration, though. When I give conference papers, I embed times to ad lib or look away from the paper. I never go two pages without an aside or an ad hoc elaboration, and I try to break it up with visual examples where appropriate, which lets me turn to the audience in a more collaborative way. Sometimes the strategy is met with looks of mild contempt, as if they're tolerating me breaking the rules for now, but they're not pleased. Uh, I will admit some of my asides come from nervousness, and that elicits looks of sympathy or contempt at times. But most most of the time when I go off page, I can feel the audience leaning forward, engaging, even laughing with me, not at me this time. Truth is, this shit is not all that important in the big scheme of things, even in the scheme of academia. I often forget entire presentations the minute they are over. And I'm sure the same thing happens in reverse, where people forget my presentation immediately. I take my scholarship seriously, but I also understand the ridiculous pretension of expecting people to understand and engage with a 20-page paper packed with specialized terms in a short amount of time. It's okay to be a little lighthearted and conversational. When I first started attending conferences, I tried to go to as many panels as possible. I soon learned that this was folly and would lead to burnout. I have also strayed in the opposite direction of going only to my own and maybe those of my friends, skipping all else, all others. Doing this, I don't reach the intellectual critical mass for a productive conference, and I feel disconnected. There is a sweet spot. I can't tell you what that is. You have to find it for yourself. But give yourself permission to skip a few sessions and explore the host city, preferably with a new friend. 